0: my everything. We're continuing with our faith series this morning, and I'm going to come at it from a, a slightly different angle, and I want to talk about those three points, faith first, faith last, faith last, and faith everything. So I've probably ruined that Barry White song for you all, that next time you'll probably see me doing that, you know, very, not as good as Barry can do it. I mean, he can do it really good, can't he? Faith first, faith last, faith last. Everything, but I just want to start with a little story if that's okay. It's not my story this time for those of you who uh, who pointed that out last time. One day a six-year-old was sitting in a classroom. The teacher was going to explain evolution to the children. The teacher asked the little boy, Teacher, Tommy, do you see the tree outside? Tommy, yes. Teacher, Tommy, do you see the grass outside? Tommy? Yes. Teacher, go outside and look up and see if you can see the sky. Tommy, okay. He returned a few minutes later. Yes, I saw the sky. Teacher, did you see God? Tommy, no. The teacher said, that's my point. We can't see God because he isn't there. He just doesn't exist. A little girl spoke up. And wanted to ask the boy some questions also. The teacher agreed and the little girl asked the boy, little girl, Tommy, do you see the tree outside? Yes. Tommy, do you see the grass outside? Yes. The little girl said, Tommy, do you see the sky? Yes. The little girl, do you see the teacher? Tommy, yes. You know what's coming, don't you? Little girl, Tommy, Do you see the teacher's brain? The little girl. Tommy, do you see the teacher's brain? Tommy, no. Little girl. Then according to what we were taught today in school, she doesn't have one. (laughs) 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7, we have heard it across this faith series, says, We walk by faith and not by sight. So just jumping right in there, because I do really feel this morning that God has got something significant he wants to say to us this morning. I really feel challenged. I've reflected over the last weeks. I've looked up faith and listened to podcasts and read books and and really done a lot of homework. And I feel that God has got something powerful that will be life changing for every one of us this morning if we have ears to hear. So faith first or faith The beginning. The Greek word for faith, and I need to be careful with this because I might have Phil on my back, is pistis, okay? So I'm sure you'll all remember the word. Faith is pistis, which actually means to believe, to trust in, to have full confidence in, and to rely on totally. To rely on totally. But you might say to me this morning, Julie don't know if I've got any faith. I'm not really a person who I'd class as being a person of faith. What I'd like to say to you this morning is every single one of us is, has faith in something. Every single one of us, even from being a child, when our parents encourage us to walk, we put faith in our parents. For, for a long time in my life before I gave my life to God, I put my faith in my job. I put my faith in what I could do. I put my faith in the people around me. But what I want to talk about this morning, when we talk about faith first, is a faith in Jesus Christ that sets us on a journey that is destined for us to win if we live a life of faith. I want to talk to us this morning about taking that step that Christian talked about when we leap into a life that is exciting, that is powerful, can also be scary at times, but wow, If we grab it, guys, this morning, it's a life of purpose and destiny that Christian has talked to us about. We talked, uh, Christian mentioned uh, very ably in the announcements that on the 19th of August, we're doing our first open air in Mansfield. I am excited about that, guys. I'm excited. Now, there was a time when I thought, our open airs significant? Our open airs, you know, as the day gone? My mum reminded me a little while ago that when my mum was 15... She was a young girl and none of her family were Christians uh, and and she actually is still only the Christian in her her family um, as we are now. And my mum walked on to Shirebrook Marketplace where a few faithful guys pitched up every week before they went up to do church and declared the word of God. There at 15, my mom gave her life to Jesus. I would not be on this stage this morning. My son wouldn't be out preaching elsewhere this morning if my mom hadn't have met Jesus in that open air. Just a simple prayer. She just saw in that open air that God was real. Guys, we don't need to underestimate the power of us going out into Cotman Hay, the power of us going out into Teachfield Park and declaring how great God is. My children um, at three and four just very simply said to me, Mummy, I want to become a Christian. It doesn't have to be intense. It doesn't have to be something that's mystical. It's just a simple prayer. If you haven't taken that faith step this morning, the first step of faith and putting, relying, totally believing on Jesus, you can do it this morning. It's not a massive big thing. Now, for me, it was a little bit more a, a big, big thing. I I think I mentioned it last time. I was in total rebellion against God. I turned up at a church in my silver dress because I was going out night clubbing after. I'd got my hair. You know, in those days, it was all shaggy and you blew dry it upside down. You know, big blue eyes. Can you remember that dye? Can you remember those days? The hair upside down and you have got diffuser on it, you know, big and curly. And I was in total rebellion, sat on the second row. I'm going out clubbing after this. But in that meeting, God, God spoke to me. I sensed something, that God is here. I was living a life that wasn't full of purpose. I was living a life that was just going out, getting drunk, just living for Friday night, Saturday night, spending your money, just meeting boys, just going out there, Woohoo! you know, all right on Friday night, but what about Saturday morning? We were at a wedding last night, and uh, there was, it, I was actually quite touched because uh, my husband and my son playing a football team, and one of the guys from the football team was getting married and invited us. The respect that those football team guys had for my husband and my son was quite overwhelming to me. The the impact they're having just by you guys that are just trying to reach out in the community doing football. It's just amazing to see that last night. I was so overwhelmed. But as the night went on, some of the football guys, you know, sat with us. I love you. I had a bit to drink. I love you. By the end of the night, it was, I bleep, bleep, love you. You know, it got a bit, a bit sort of more, ooh. And then, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. But the point is, at the end of the night, the lady who was with one of the footballers, she says, I'm so, I'm so sorry about, he's absolutely drunk out his head, and I'm so sorry about it. But the point is that tomorrow, it will be absolutely wasted. Be, the day will just be wasted because of how over drunk he's got tonight. I don't want to live a life without purpose, without meaning, a life that makes a difference. So faith first. At the end of this uh, morning, Christian will come up, and for those of you that have never taken that step, we're going to give opportunity. I want you to think right now, am I living a life that means something? Because faith first, and putting Jesus first, you will never regret it. Secondly, faith last. Now, what do I mean by faith last? Actually, I want to talk about a faith that's built to last, a faith that's there for the long haul. The beginning of our faith journey can often, as I've said, just be a short prayer. But then what comes after is the long haul, the faith that needs to stand the test of time. So we need to ask ourselves this question once we've taken that step. Do I just want to live a life that's okay or do I want to live a life that is meaningful, meaningful? Do I, need, do I want to live a life that is full of promise and purpose and destiny? Are we going to live as close to the world as we can? Or are we going to live as close to God as we can? Do I want to make a difference with my life? Am I becoming more and more like Jesus? Do I feel that I am fulfilling my purpose and my destiny? Am I living the dream that God has given me? Guys, as we look at the long haul of our faith that's mapped out before us, some of us have been Christians for years. Some of us have been Christian only for a few months. But today, no matter how you've been before, today you can say, I am going from this point on to live a life with purpose, with destiny. I'm going to live something that makes a difference. But, guys, there's a cost. There's a cost. You know, we can be so trapped by our mindsets. We can be so trapped, oh, it's too hard. It's too difficult. I just can't do it. Rick Warren um, tweeted on Saturday morning, and and we're all loving the Olympics, aren't we? Absolutely brilliant. I mean, we have won six gold medals yesterday. I don't know if you saw the rowing and the coxless four. The one thing that just jumped out to me was, you know, the the absolute elation that they'd won a gold medal. But what they said was they had worked every single day for four years to win that one prize. That one prize that actually probably in in a month's time they'll be on to the next gold medal, on to the next thing that's done. Guys, we are in a race this morning to win a prize that is more valuable, that has more impact on this world than a gold medal. Every day we need to be in it. Every day just giving our lives to everything that God's got for us. And not just for the sake of everybody around us, but for your sake. You know, sometimes when we, 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 we give inspiring messages about faith and, and, and living a life that means something, we all think, oh, well, you know, what about me? And I just want to say to you this morning, you will never, ever, ever regret giving your time to God. You will never, ever, ever regret giving your money to God. And the reason I know it is because I've proved it. Every time I come here on a Tuesday night, on a Wednesday night, on a Thursday night, yes, I'm tired sometimes. But every time I've been, I've never gone home and regretted it. I've come and I've served and God is faithful every time you give to God. It gives back. So Rick Warren's tweet tweet was Those who compete in the games do strict training for a crown that won't last. But we do it for one that will last forever. We're on a strict program, guys. And the strict program is serving God every day. Now, Malachi 3, which is one of those um, scriptures that's often quoted about um, a tenth of our giving and our money, and we often quote it around uh, giving God our money. But I just want to just mention here that as as I was just seeking God, that Malachi 3 talks about, test me in this. Test me in this. As you give a tenth to me of your money, test me in this. What I just want to throw a different angle at it this morning is what about giving a tenth of our time to God? So if you class an average day of we wake at 7 o'clock in the morning and we go to bed at 11 o'clock at night, that's 16 hours a day. In my maths, and I'm not that great at maths, it's 112 hours a week that we are awake. What about saying, God, I'm going to test you in this. I'm I'm going to devote, if I can, 11 hours a week to serving you in some capacity in Arena Church. You know, the reason I, I feel that God was speaking in Malachi was because the people there were looking after their own homes and they, weren't, they didn't care about God's house. You know, in all that we're looking at as Arena Church, we're looking at buildings, we're looking at a, a campus in Mansfield that, that's a converted nightclub and, and looking at a community building here, we need more people on board to make a difference in this M1 corridor for God. How about just seeking God and saying, OK, God, you know, I'm not going to be limited by my thinking anymore. You know, there was a time where you know where, where I, I would think, "Oh God, I live in Mansfield; it's too far to come to Wilkeston to church." You know, I could go to Meadowall forty minutes up the road, and drive, you know, shopping, but it's too far to come to Arena before we came. And now I think I could have been so limited by my thinking. God says to us this morning, throw off the limits. Pete's song was about no limits. And guys, this isn't just an inspirational message this morning. This is to help every single one of us find a life that is full of destiny and purpose. Now, one thing we do have to watch is um, is that we don't look to others for the journey that we need to be on, but we look to God for ourselves. What I mean by that... On Friday night, um, I, uh, Chris, a little while ago, Jordan and I were talking about fitness and exercise, and Chris sent us this, um, this link um, and said to Jordan and I, you two, you two ought to do this. And it was a link to a website called www.beachbody.com. I said, sweetheart, what, what are you trying to say? You know, what are you trying to say? Anyway, we looked it up, and it's a program, a, a fitness program called Insanity. Any of you heard about it? A few of you? Okay. So Jordan and I bought the DVDs and we started doing this. Like, Oh, my word. I thought I was going to die. The first night, I thought I was going to die. It is really insane. It is. But I'm now a few weeks in and I'm totally enjoying it. So Friday night, my nieces, my beautiful nieces and nephews are next door at Sandy and John's for tea. Because Christian was out, as you heard, with the police. And uh, I said to Eleanor, I'm going to do insanity. Do you want to do it with me? She said, "Yeah." Yeah, come on. So we all got togged up. Then Eleanor, uh, Annie, uh, Isaac joined us. Then Lilia joined us. So all four of us are in the lounge. So we stood there. We're doing it. You know, we're doing our exercises and all of that. Now Isaac, who stood in front of me, now I'm jogging like this. I just you know, and I'm doing this, thinking, take it steady, take it steady, you know, we've got forty minutes of this. Now Lilia bless her, she's over here and she's looking at us and she's trying to do it. And she is really doing well. I mean, she's five, she's doing incredibly well, and I'm thinking, for goodness sake, Julie, don't stop because your five-year-old niece is managing to do it. So for whatever you know, you've got to keep going. So my little niece is looking at me and I'm trying to go. If they weren't here, I'd have stopped by now. So I'm trying to do it. Isaac, sweat pouring off and going like that. And Eleanor, she said, "Oh, I'm getting a bit tired, I'm going to have to stop. Eleanor, that's fine. So Lilia then stops. She turns around and looks at Eleanor. She went, Oh, Eleanor, me and you are really struggling here. <laughs> now, at that point, I was actually struggling as well, but thought, keep going, because Isaac's keep going, and he's seven. Now, come on, keep going. Now, the point is, Lilia was doing her best. Eleanor was doing the best, but don't compare ourselves to other people who were perhaps a little bit further down the journey. I should have been more experienced than Eleanor and, and Lilia because I've been doing it for weeks and I've been doing aerobics for years. If I'm not more experienced for them, there's something wrong. So guys, don't compare yourself to somebody else's journey. Just do your race, your journey, what you are on and keep seeking God for what you've got to do. John sixteen thirty three tells us in this life you will (laughs) it's great great scripture you will have tribulation in this life but uh, don't you love those buts but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world now I'd love to say this was a quote of mine it was actually from Stephen Furtick it's a great quote stop searching for a faith that will keep you from the fire. But start start embracing a God who is with you in the fire. Stop searching for a faith that will keep you from the fire and start embracing a God who is with you in the fire. Guys, I, I pray so many times because I think the thing that will stop each and every one of us from reaching our potential is our own mindsets. is our own limitations that we put on ourselves. It's too hard. It's too far, it's too much money, there's too much cost, every time, and I know there's a balance in this, but every time you give to God, some of us, some of us I include myself in, in this, we need to stop set, stepping out and saying, "God, I'm not just going to think about running my house anymore, about my job, my world. I'm going to start sewing into arena church and start coming and serving and k- giving our time in seeking God. Faith for the long haul. I love Sandra Bullock. She's one of my favourite um, film stars, celebrities. And this is a quote from the film *Hope Floats*: "Beginnings are usually scary, and endings can be sad, but it's everything in between that makes life worth living." Finally, faith—the everything. Faith—the everything. So, faith. As I look at this, is just the t- what I want to talk about. Just for the last five minutes, is faith day by day. Hebrews 11 11 and verse 6 tells us, without faith it's impossible to please God. We've heard that quoted many times during this faith series, but what I want to talk about that goes on to say in 11 and verse 6, without faith it's impossible to please God. And it goes on to say, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He's a rewarder. Now, I really don't want to get edgy here. And you hear my heart. Guys, I love you. I want the best for every single one of us here. So please, I really don't want to offend anybody. Even in talking about us giving our our time to serving, it's with a heart that says we see the need. We see that some of us could probably give a little bit more, me included. I I know I can, you know, God, where do you want me to serve? Where do I need to give my time to? But in saying this, I want to just qualify that some of us, we're, we're putting... Our time and energy and our money into things that that we're looking for a physical reward. So, exercise does bring a reward. We need to do that. But I want to sow into a kingdom that is guaranteed a reward. It's guaranteed. We can bet on the lottery. We can bet on the lottery. And actually, what are the chances of winning the lottery? What are the chances? I I said to Chris the other day, you know, and please, I'm really not having a go at people who who do the lottery. But for me, I would rather give a pound to compassion because I know that every time I sow into God's kingdom, when you sow, you reap. I would rather, instead instead of spending time going and putting my money on the lottery in that 10 minutes, I'd rather spend 10 minutes in God's presence. Because there's a guarantee that there's a reward for those who diligently seek him. Are oh, you listening, Arena Church, this morning? There's a guaranteed reward. It's not just a chance of a reward. There's a guarantee of a, of a, a reward as we diligently seek him. Now on, on Thursday, um, we, uh, we were down in our coffee shop in, in Derby. And, um, and, and I was busy doing what we normally do. We were doing blackboards and I'd got a manager's meeting and, a, and a, a something else. And and there's a lady who came into the coffee shop who recently lost her husband. And actually, this lady sees us as her, she calls us her Kona Blue family. And um, she came in, and I I just had a couple of minutes with her. I gave her a big hug, told her I loved her, and how was she doing, and all of that. And she went and sat down on her own. So I'm busy behind the counter doing what I do. And I just got that, oh, just go and sit with Jean, Julie. You know, I know you're busy, but go and sit with Jean. She needs your time. She needs you to talk to her. And and I didn't obey. You've heard me say this before. I didn't obey initially. I just carried on. God, I've got this to do and that to do and I'm busy. And I, and I know this is a big downfall of mine. I can be so task-orientated. So I've got my list to get through that I don't do the things that God's asking me to do. I I, I am... More and more seeking God about let me hear that whisper, let me not be busy with my things that I miss what you're saying. So, you'll be pleased to know I obeyed in the end and I took her over a second cappuccino with a bit of chocolate on top, how she likes it. And I sat down and we had 10 minutes. That was the most valuable 10 minutes of my day. We cried together, we laughed together. She was talking about how lonely she was since her husband had died. And all God wanted me to do for that day, Julie, it's great that you're doing all this stuff, but what I need you to do is stop for 10 minutes and listen to Jean, because she needs you. Sometimes we think that it's the big things that make a difference to our lives, but often, guys, it's just the small things that God asks us to do. I read this quote um, the other day that said, the steps of Jesus reveal his character, but the stops of Jesus reveal his love the steps of Jesus reveal his character but the stops of Jesus reveal his love are we stopping are we taking that time to listen in our everyday walk to what God has got to say to us faith is not something we declare guys for our convenience this is the disclaimer at the end I used to, when I first came to God years ago, I used to listen to a lot of stuff on the God channel that wasn't really that good for me. And I was a little bit into the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it mentality. And I know that my my faith at that time was not really where it should be. My faith now says it's not conditional on God's response, but my faith is conditional on God's character. So if I don't get the job that I wanted, if I don't um, come through that situation the way I thought, I am still going to trust God anyway. God's faith is not there for my convenience. God's faith is there for his will. Sometimes we need to get out of our comfort zones. I, I have so, for the last few years, feel like I've I've been on the edge so many times. But stepping into, uh, Anne and I say it all the time, having that bigger jacket syndrome, stepping into... God's got more. But, but guys, sometimes it's scary, I have to be honest. But the benefits, the rewards on the other side are just so worth it. Stepping into all that God has for us. So faith isn't there for me to just get a parking space or for me to just get the latest promotion. But faith is something that we say, God, it's all about your will. Real old school faith, and I love this, believes that God can, expects that God will, But trust him, even if he doesn't. But trust him, even if he doesn't. You see, church, God sees the bigger plan. So wherever you are on your faith journey this morning, please don't compare yourself to others. Just start where you can. Every day, listening to the whispers, being obedient to God. It's in the small things that God can use us. It's not necessarily always in the big things, but always having our eye on our dreams, our goals, whatever God has put in our hearts to do. One thing in closing, I can promise you, that living a life of faith in God is rewarding. Putting God first, you will never, ever regret it. Believing that our tests will become testimonies to the glory of God. Faith, no limits. I'm just going to read you the words of that great song that Pete has written himself, called No Limits. Actually, um, Pete wasn't sure whether to call it No Limits, or um, he was thinking of calling it Ephesians 3.20. And as many of of our guys in, uh, in the leadership will know, this year we have felt that God has been declaring 3.20 as a mantra over Arena Church. God is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or think or imagine. No Limits. You are still God when we are weak, in need of hope. You are still God when waters rise and overwhelm, you won't let go. You are still God in broken homes to aging hearts. You are still God, our faithful God, you won't let go. You are still God of every nation, of every tongue and everyone. You are still God, our firm foundation, our solid rock, our cornerstone. You are still God, our Father, our Friend and Saviour. You are the love we show to others, for we are yours. No mountain too high, no valley too steep, no desert too dry, no ocean too deep, no limit to grace. We reach out in faith because you are our God. And you reign on high. Faith first. Faith to last. And faith in everything. God bless you.